Look. Okay, welcome everyone to Iena Look, oh, look. the AFL podcast with Colo, Dicko and Croft. It is uh, the eve or the week leading into round one of the season. So hello, Croft and Dicko. Hey mate, say? how's it going? That's Croft. What right. a lovely weather is today. Blustery in Perth. It is blustery in Perth. Um, so we're leading into round one. The preseason's finished up now, finished up about a week ago. The women's grand final season's finishing this week. and oh, the Amazing. The men's are about ready to get it going. So we've got a bit to talk about today. Um, we hope that folks will listen on a weekly basis. We'll do one a week. I think we just hope that somebody listens out <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we'll, uh, yeah. We'll get our listeners throughout the year. We'll get we'll them do it to weekly. about 10, hopefully. Do it weekly and, uh, yeah, try and do it early in the week. So teams... Teams haven't been released or anything yet. We don't know exactly who's in and out or whatever for the weekend, but it'll just be more or less reviewing the weekend's footy before. Don't just to be around the- yeah, we'll just review the week before, give our predictions for the upcoming week, obviously without too much knowledge because we won't have team selections yet. Also, we've decided that we're going to have a weekly tradition. We're going to have a uh, try out a different beverage each week. A beer, maybe move on to some spirits later on, but we'll see tonight's Depends drop. Depends on how stressful it gets for our teams throughout the year. Tonight's drop is a uh, Little Creatures That's better, yeah. Bright Ale. It's a lovely, local lovely brewery. Yeah, local, local Perth one. brewery. So well, we'll probably Fremantle. crack that one open in a bit and see, see how it stacks up. Uh, but yeah, so we'll move on and we'll get into the news segment. Yep. <laughs> okay, so... We've got a few orders to talk about in the news. Some of them we'll probably discuss. Some of them we'll just lay out there. So the first point is going to be the issue or the topic or the debate about a potential twilight grand final. So moving grand final day from that midday sort of early afternoon start to more of an early evening dusk type arrangement. Um, so that's that's on the cards. It's probably going to happen. I'd say it's probably about... 100 percent gonna this, happen this year. Yeah. This year, yeah, I think they're gonna announce it shortly. But so, we'll just... what what does twilight mean? It means like starts in the afternoon, like, you know, the Saturday afternoon yeah, games. Like, yeah, four, probably be four, four, we have where Lingy commentates. Yeah, it'll be a night game basically. Come into night. Start. It will still be sunshine when it starts, and it will come into come you into a fan? night. Uh, I probably don't mind the tradition of leaving it as is. I don't think there's anything wrong. With the time slot, I know we always get together and have a few drinks on yeah, Grand Final Day. There's something about it being during the day. Yeah, it's a special. It's because it, it, it makes it, it makes it a day. Yeah. So like, if if you've got it later on, there's probably yeah, you know, less fanfare beforehand. There's there's more build up. Yeah. I'm, during the I'm, day, whereas like you wake up and then it's yeah. you basically straight into Grand Final Day. Whereas this will be you wake up and then you've got a day, and yeah, then the, you've got. I think the daytime lends it drinking. to people getting together as well and having like a barbecue in the day. If it's nighttime, it's Saturday night. It's people just... are going to have their own things to do a bit more. I mean, it'll be fine and people will adjust to it and it's going to happen. And this year, probably, it, yeah. it might not happen permanently. It'll be probably a trial, I'd say. This year, they'll probably trial it. And if it's not a success for whatever reason. But I, I can't people are going to watch it. successful because people are going to watch the grand final yeah. no matter what. It's the grand final. So. It's not going to yeah. ruin it. So, yeah. So, that's that. So, uh, look, that's a positive there. The Giants Academy has been reduced. They've cut down some of the, or the, the zonage a little bit. Apparently, these, where they've taken is effectively an area that's mainly uh, a feeding base for VFL clubs anyway. So, it's not really in their kind of uh in the NIFL area so it shouldn't be a huge impact 
I don't know what you guys think. I think probably right. they've had plenty of concessions. I mean, they still have the zone, which I think is, is relevant because they're trying to promote growth of the game in that area. They want more people playing AFL. Yeah. But, I, mean, I don't think I mean, Sydney's them. never going to be an AFL state anyway. Yeah. That's my opinion. It's not going to be as big as it is in... It's NRL, but... Melbourne or WA, but... Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably fair enough. Fair enough to cut it down a little bit, but I don't think... Yeah. They're I, already they won't get well rid of enough. it completely. There. We'll wait for our predictions, but oh, a bit of windy bang out there. Yeah, all right. Um, this one will concern you two guys a bit more, being that you are Carlton fans, and this is a Carlton issue. Dale Thomas, it was sort of revealed or came out this week that he's at the end of that big contract that he got under the Mick Malthouse regime. But if he plays 15 games or more this season, there's an automatic trigger that he gets a contract for next season automatically. So similar to Jimmy Bartel had the same thing last year with Geelong. And Which obviously... To- I mean, that's totally fine if he plays 15 games. It's more about what money it is. Because yeah, there's no well, way he's going to get 700 grand a year. I think the... the contract yeah. Clause, surely. The talk is that there will be a, a drop-off in the pay. Yeah. But obviously... Fine. Yeah. You know, how old is he? What, 28 or something? 29? I think he's got to be coming into 30. Yeah, it'd be close on to 30, probably, I would. Yeah. 29, 28, 29 but or something. You can probably check that. If he can play 15 games... Then he's doing well. Then he's probably worth... And if he plays them well, he's probably worth another year anyway. But I don't... I mean, I reckon he'll, he might struggle to play... Yeah, he's my age. ...those 15 games. Which is? Which is? in yeah. June. 13. Okay, so he's coming into the... So he's not like he's age-wise retiring, but he has had problems with injuries and that Great sort of ring. thing. I think the issue would probably be for Carlton if he's playing well enough to and the thing is with, with Carlton's situation how well do you really need to be playing to get a game in their best 22 if there's injuries or anything like that with his young guys he's probably going to like it's unless, more, he's, it's more unless a, he's hurt he's definitely going to play at least 10 games he'll play half the year easy it's so. more a question do you want to give him games in lieu of a younger player that you want to develop well, that's the question going forward as well on whether or not you'd want this. Catch me outside. How about that? Um, but we'll move on from that anyway. Uh, so the issue kind of today that's come out is it's the 21st today of March. Oh. And the issue that's come out is uh, Jordan Dugowie oh, Dugowie has lied <clears throat> about yeah. his broken hand. So he originally said that he was throwing a toy for his dog and he hit a door. <laughs> Is that what it was, was it? I yeah. Heard he was playing with his dog. And apparently, instead of that, he was, I don't know what he was, he was obviously out, I assume, on the drink, and it instead was of hitting 20, a door... It was, it was a 21st birthday. He hit someone in the face, didn't he? It was a fight. Yeah, pub fight. He was in a fight. So, go amongst... That'll probably all come out in the next few days. Yeah, so the details are still leaking everywhere. out, but the big talking point or issue, I'd say, is probably the, uh, the fact that he lied to start with. What do you... How do I'm you surprised feel about anyone that? even cares. You surprise anyone cares? Well, I mean, how? I mean, the only person that makes it look stupid is probably Buckley for believing it. Yeah, but is wouldn't if you were a coach and you looked your player in the eye and said, "Is this what happened?" And they told yeah, you. But who, who, who breaks be their a, hand playing with their dog? Well, last year they had someone break their hand throwing a frisbee. Oh yeah, was and story. was he throwing a frisbee? Oh, I don't know. In no way <laughs> he was throwing a. So same thing. Who was that? That was. Let's look it up. Jeremy then. Howe. Jeremy Howe? Yeah. I think. Croft, do you have any thoughts Talking. on it? No, I... <coughs> it is a great I mean, name, it's, it's, Yeah, it is a... drop. Unfortunate um, thing, but I think that's the kind it, of yeah. pressure 
that the uh, young players are under these days. And oh, exactly. You know, that's why they. I mean, that's obviously why he lied. He didn't want to get caught out for doing something he probably shouldn't have. But then, is he being punished for the fight, or is he just being punished for lying? I think he's being punished more for lying to the club because. Buckley came out and told his story, which was so he even said, Collingwood. "You guys aren't yeah. gonna, yeah, you guys aren't gonna believe it." He's come out and put, stuck his neck out on behalf of his player, mm. and then it's been found to be a lie. So now he's got to come out and say, "Okay, well, he lied to me." And then there's all these issues of trust with the players and respect. So I think it's more about like he would have got probably a fine for telling the the truth if he told the truth to start with. But I think the fact that he lied is the bigger reason why he's being yep. punished so much now I think that's the bigger problem did you hear that I'm just opening the drop opening oh, the drop alright so so let's think, talk about the drop quickly what do you reckon that's not bad tasting bright ale it is bright ale I would... we should pour it out see what colour it is <laughs> somebody want to pass, pass me the bottle opener I quite like it it's got that little creatures yeah they have it a very like a very brewery. distinct taste yeah I don't right. know what to say. I don't I'm think I'd spend a, a I wouldn't I spend a big night drinking it. I don't think. No, no, it's just very probably ca- just a, a casual drop. Maybe with dinner, I'd probably be alright with a steak, maybe a palmy. Be lovely. Pub food. Or just um, some cheddar shakes. Yeah, what yeah, else is in the news? Um, oh, is it Stratton? Ben Stratton. Ben Stratton yeah. from Hawthorne. No, I didn't hear this. So okay, you so tell you, me. this is the first. Thing. So basically, it was on footy, footy classified last night. Though, that ben Ben Stratton is does some DJing. And he's been DJing at a club in Melbourne that Revol- is... Revolver Nightclub. Yeah, that is notorious or well-known as being a bit of a drug haven. Apparently the past year kind of like so they've, had quite, they've had quite oh. a few overdoses. Yeah. So imagine an amber or maybe, you know, for those of a later vintage, the Rise yep. in Northbridge, that type of club. He's been DJing and obviously they've been saying, oh, it's not a good look. And, you know, people are drawing, you know, come to their own conclusions about it. Uh personally i think it doesn't really matter if he's doing djing as a side habit of his like if you were in a maybe it's a stigma with being a fa- it's a dj thing but if you're in a band on the side and he was playing and the people that are at shows or at a pub or whatever doesn't necessarily reflect the behavior of the artist he's just working if that's the only way he can get it's the only place he can get a gig djing and he's trying to develop pursue that career so he can have maybe something after footy i think there's you know it's a pointless argument. The other thing is, it's, it's, not, not, like, it's not like he's a 21-year-old player who's going out to a, you know, a, a, he's a veteran player. So I, I think they trust him a little bit more. Um, they, they trust him a little bit more to go out and do these things responsibly. Yeah. Um, it's different if he's going out and people can see that he's clearly off his face out in public, but he's other, just DJing. The other thing is, he, he, he started at 8 o'clock at 8 p.m. Yeah. Like, is anybody even going to be there? Right. <laughs> It was like eight to like ten thirty or eleven o'clock. Yeah, it's, I don't like actually that. think. So I'm pretty sure it's Melbourne. Yeah. yeah, no one's out in Melbourne. It wouldn't anymore. be. What, yeah, I don't think it's a big <laughs> like. It's just something to talk about. Obviously, it's the start of the season. And to be yeah, honest, it's a slow about, news so period. Just, Nothing's happening yet. Yeah. I mean, later in up, the year, when there's coaches under pressure to be sacked, and when Dustin Martin it, still hasn't signed a contract or Nat Five hasn't signed a contract, I doubt we'll be hearing it, about. It just, it just annoys me. They jump on Footy Classified, and it's obvious that they're doing that. That they're drumming up news, but. Then Hutchie comes out and says it's a bad look. He reckons it's a bad look. And it's like, no. Hutchie. Isn't he no. the footy show now? Yeah, yeah he is. Yeah. Yeah. He's Sorry, Brayshaw's yeah. gone. 
Hachi. Hachi, yeah. Oh my god. Interesting choice. He's the most. He's the most okay, probably, no one some, likes Hachi. Let's say some controversial things. Hachi has no personality at all. <laughs> He'd be the most boring host on TV ever. I, I'll come a, out and say, I like the no footy one, show. Yeah, but no a lot of people think the footy show is crap. Him. Because there's not much of a footy like the talk about footies. It's, like, it's always been like second, a yeah. light-hearted yeah, it's entertainment, entertainment it's, program yeah, you know, like this right now. I haven't watched, watched it. Yeah, exactly. Well, I haven't watched it this season. Wait, because I would like to think we analyze. Well, it's been on. Yeah, because Hutchie's the host. I think oh. this week just gone probably the first week, but so I didn't watch it because yeah. Hutchie's the host doesn't interest me. I don't know the name. What's the name? Uh, Madden Rebecca Rebecca Madden. She was all right last year. I don't mind her. Yeah, but, but go back to the old days of. Uh, Where's Gaz? You know, well, Gary Lyon. Yeah, well, he yeah, roots well, we his mates' what, misses, what, so. Uh, <laughs> so they may as well have him and Wayne Carey may as well have their own They're still show. together, you know. I didn't even know that. What? Yeah, yeah, Gaz and, yeah. and Billy Brent, yeah. Nikki Brown, that's what about. Yeah. So I thought it's like a... I don't know, All right, well, we've deviated from the news. Some extra nah. news there out there in the world. Nikki Brown, listen, Gary Lyon are still together, <laughs> if you were wondering. In case you were jumping the, on the true love story the of The other big news in WA today is all the bring up the Eagles. Saying it's all it's about. The Eagles, yeah. We've got a bit oh of time still. Oh my God, they're taking for this too many segment. drugs. Yeah, so they've come out with the report. Like we've talked about, yeah. The Go report on. from back in, well, I think it was like 2001, Eight. 2007 or something, wasn't it? That's when the report was from. And yeah, 2001, 2008, I think. Yeah, two, yeah, okay, yeah. So basically around the time where Benny Cousins was the Prince of Perth and he was running Absolutely. right. Chad still Fletcher was right getting coked jail. off his head in Vegas. Daniel Chick was chopping off fingers left Chicky. and right. Kerry yeah. must have been there amongst us. So, look, that's a positive there. It's all true. <laughs> it is. Look it up. Um, anyways, someone's got to listen to it for us to get. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, oh, shit. If you... The, uh, on, on Facebook, you know, there's a few... I have, I have a Facebook. And uh, there's some people on there who are West Coast supporters. And one of them posted today something like, Oh, isn't this right? Victorian media put this out before <laughs> round one just to try and well, get us off our I, game. It might be to try and uh, derail... Uh, what's his name? Oh, Warsfold. Just give it a little bit to him. Because uh, he, be, yeah. he was coach. He well, was, yeah, it probably was, affects him more than yeah. any of the current day Eagles. Yes, yeah, without a doubt. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, it's not a good thing coming into the season for your club that you want to hear about it. But it's all past. And I think, I mean, you can't just ignore it. The facts are there. It is what it was. Hey, look, we're just happy to get away with the four points. Alright, so that was the news. An extended look with some <laughs> random things that Dicko just brought up on the fly. All good. Uh, we'll move on now to a pre-season review. So we'll just have a, a chat about a few things about the JLT and the pre-season in general. Our thoughts. Does anyone know what the JLT is? No. So great no advertising because yeah. no That's one knows thing? what it yeah. is. Yeah, what is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone knows JLT, and I don't, I it's probably some insurance company or something, isn't it? Yeah, are you gonna look it up right now? I'm gonna look it up. People. JLT. Okay. Well, so it was the JLT. That's not what it is. <laughs> sure. Oh. What? Continue. Coach we literally on. can't find out what it is. Anyways, the uh, preseason. So the JLT. We'll go around. We'll start with Croft, and we'll kind of circle back to to me on how you saw the JLT for your team and if anyone anyone from your team they could be old player they could be a new player that impressed you and they could be if any if you saw any other clubs or anything else that stood out to you what do you say so Croft alright uh, well I'm a Carlton supporter um, like Dicko here as well um, so if you don't like Carlton bias then uh, maybe go away yeah go away <laughs> <laughs> no, we're we're not biased at all. Um, but no, I mean Carlton got smashed in 
their first two games um, and showed up to the Fremantle game somewhat. Um, I yeah, mean, you go to it though. Right, first game, it's all youngsters. Yeah, they're, they're, died out after quarter one. They're obviously blooding a lot of young players with minimal experience. Not to mention all a whole heap of GWS players that they're bringing into the team for the first time. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I'm not reading too much into into it. Um, players wise, um, Pickett looks good. Um, looks overweight. Just <laughs> he, saying. But I mean, he looks good though. I like him. I, like, as a as a as a forward. Well, he's meant to be. Yeah, he's meant to be really good. He's yeah. What he was it? Wasn't like, he picked like number two or something or three? Yeah, yeah I think it was three. a three. Yeah, yeah. which is a high draft pick. So yeah. yeah. Um, so I mean, and he. I mean, his career was derailed early by by a pretty injury. bad injury. So um, if he can come good, that's gonna obviously with Carlton, their forward line isn't the greatest in the world. So having that's a, a dynamic little forward. Uh, I mean, obviously it's more in the key position department that they're lacking, but having a a uh, smaller forward that can do some damage um, is is helpful. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, Simpson, Cade Simpson still looks like he hasn't lost a step. Yeah, he's just, obviously as JLT, he's still going through the motions a little bit, but... JLT. Jardine Lloyd Thompson I, Group. I can't, uh, I can't see him brokers. slowing down anytime soon. Um, mm. Other boxes. than that, I think, like, uh, outside of Carlton, I think Melbourne look good. Um, I think Jordan Lewis looks good at Melbourne. Um, Mate, who Kiel, looks good? No, who looks good is Sammy Mitchell. Sammy Mitchell is good. Yeah, no, he's uh, a gun. Did you well, watch any we'll of transi- games? We'll transition on now, Dico. Your your turn to talk. Okay, my turn to talk. So, so, Sam Mitchell is the biggest thing, I think. Sammy. Well, that's all. I, 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 watch, I didn't watch that Carlton? many Carlton games. Well, I think they're irrelevant. First game was all youngsters. They played well for one quarter. Then all just died, died in the ass. Game two, what was game two? I think they like half youngsters. And game three, they were meant to play pretty well. And they did all right. And that, but... Well, yeah, that's all I have to say, really, about and Carlton. Sam Mitchell, you think, is the standout? <laughs> oh, the Eagles. I think Eagles looking really good. I mean, I know I honestly think JLT is pointless and shouldn't even be played. But Sam Mitchell is a gun. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. So, we'll move on to me now. So, in terms of the JLT for the team, obviously, I'm the Frio supporter here. Um, their first game wasn't good. It was against the Eagles, and the Eagles looked uh, a bit more prepared. I mean, Frio picked picked pretty strong teams for all three games, but they never had. They were never a hundred percent. They think they maybe on purpose always had kind of yeah. So seventy five percent of what their best twenty two is probably going to be, and then a mixture of other kids coming through, and then obviously some of the older guys they were kind of monitoring game time. Although I did see a stat. I think Michael Johnson uh, played the most game time for Frio in the JLT, which is interesting because he came off a big injury last yeah, he's, year. He's well known so, for injuries as well. So he's so obvious, but yeah, he's obviously they want to play him. From what I've heard, he's done the full preseason, and he must be in good condition if they would put him through the most minutes possible. Sandlin's played the last two games and makes a massive difference, and I think no third man up is going to suit him just fine because people can't jump over the top of him, and he's bigger than everyone else, so. That's an advantage. Um, and yeah, we, Croft and I went to the Fremantle-Carlton game and there were some good signs there, good good transition, I thought. Like the one thing I picked up probably from a team point of view was that their, their ball movement looked a bit slicker and it was some things that they showed a little bit later on last year 
but with the young kids they didn't kind of maintain it or they'd break down a little bit but having like Lockie Weller coming off the half back adds a bit of speed and skill and they, some of their transitions from fullback kickouts all the way through to goals were good uh, individual players um, I agree Sam Mitchell was pretty good I, I watched the first game um, Frio versus West Coast or most of it I think I watched and he was pretty good in there I think it's a shame that the Nick Nat's probably not going to play this season because I was thinking earlier uh, today I don't think Sam Mitchell in his whole career and he's been an elite midfielder and an elite clearance player but I don't think he's ever played with a dominant Ruckman maybe no. like I think Hawthorne had Spider Everett and maybe that was just at the end of his career and he was a good tap Ruckman but apart from that they've never they've always had kind of like just does the job competes like they've had McAvoy they had Hale it's be the same for him this year as well isn't it yeah, exactly. That's, it's a shame if he had Nat Nui because you look at how much uh, Pritis's game's been elevated and how much Nat Nui can... I know like the around the table, the probably opinion of Nat Nui varies a bit, but I think in terms of just pure first-use tap Ruckman work... As Ruckman, yeah, definitely. He, I mean, gives, he gives his guys an advantage. And just, with his leap, just with his leap, he can almost like yeah. go up against San, like the likes of Sanders. Yeah, he, he like, beats Sanders a lot of the time. Yeah. The but yeah, with Sam Mitchell, his ability to get find that space, I think that would have been good to see we might get to see it maybe at the end of the year or next year if Sam Mitchell goes again but yeah he looked good um, and then from the Freer point of view it was good to see Cam McCarthy kick a few goals against Carlton a lot of them were pretty simple like over the top one of them was soccer out of the ground but he did kick one a nice banana from the boundary yeah, was good goal. he took one contested like he showed basically he's got the skills that there was a reason they got him and a year out of the game obviously he, the first game he struggled a little bit I think but he got better and you know I think it's going to be a bit of time but they've got at least they've got some young options up forward Walter still looks really good Fife got through healthy and um, <clears throat> I think he was top five for possessions during the JLT time so and mm. uh, the last thing I want to talk about the preseason was and you guys kind of touched on it already does preseason form count for much I think for teams not really like I, you'd probably I still think you'd rather win than lose anytime you play but it doesn't really it's more about you probably focus solely on your own structure and game yeah. style trying to implement things as like a real live training duel with opposition there you don't worry about really it's, trying to stop yeah, the, it, you're not trying to stop the opponent from what they're doing you're just trying to do what you do I think from a player point of view though I think you can I, like you couldn't look at a team in the JLT and say for sure because last year Freo won all their preseason games and they had a horrible start to the year so you couldn't say for sure oh this team's going to be good this year no, sometimes you can, you can see signs, but with players yeah, you can players say gee he looks fit yeah, he's yeah. fitting in he's finding the ball better or he might have, maybe he's bulked up or something or he's in a position now like they've changed positions and they look really good in that position like I said Lockie Weller half back stuff like that I think with players you can get more out of individual players than you can as whole teams do you guys agree or disagree yeah, on I, that I, I, no, I, I would agree I would agree I mean, I, it's, individual players you can't really compare tell. teams because they all are trying to do different things mm. heading into the season and so they use that for their own their own purposes the other thing, uh, Carlton got smashed in their first uh, JLT game and so did Fremantle. And they were both playing teams that were in their second game of JLT action. Yeah. Um, and, that, it sh and it showed. Yeah, yeah, it's it's actually amazing like having that one, like uh, you can notice the difference between just having like one, match hard one hit out uh, can make a whole lot of difference. So. Right. So, wrap to be around so, we'll move on now to our predictions for 2017. Ooh. So this will be the interesting one to discuss. Maybe some, well, probably not controversy, but maybe some arguments. I don't know. So who's gonna go first? I reckon. Nah, you're wrong. <clears throat> Straight out. We'll do we'll do the top eight first because that's probably gonna have 
some it's of the hard, most it's definitely discussion. Hard, yeah, definitely so we'll discussion. do that first. So if that runs a bit long, we can cut the other part. Well, we'll we just say I'll chop through. it and then we can do the whole whole list. All right, so go we'll, through. Okay, go through the whole list. You go through your top eighteen. <laughs> go through the whole that. Just I, go through it all. I yeah. only did my top eight. Oh, what about the other teams? Okay, you did. Top I, eight. I did my top eight and then who I thought was next in line. Okay. Them, yep. Okay, you all say right. yours first. So I've got top of the ladder. I think GWS. Yep. I reckon they're. I don't want them to be top of the ladder, but I think <laughs> they'll probably hardly lose a game this year. Maybe, you know, maybe over here in Perth against West Coast. Although I think they've won here before. Some games like that. I, I've round one. I had a tough time picking their round one game against Adelaide because it's in Adelaide. And I think Adelaide are decent. They're dollar sixty two favorites. Yeah, but so I've gone GWS first. I've yep. gone Sydney second. Yep. I think they were good last year. I I don't think much has changed. That's going to really. I mean, they've lost Tom Mitchell. Um. Did they add anyone significant? I couldn't really. I don't really know that much. Oh, they did. Um. I mean, they were good in that grand final. It's not like they got blown away. They could have easily won it. Uh, so, yeah, I think they'll be good again. I mean, yep. the, the Buddy's still going to be good. Josh Kennedy's at the top of his game. I think Hanbury and Parker. You know, Parker was coming off a bad knee injury the year before. And they would have been really good last year. Parker <clears throat> won me and Croft a bit of money with our Brownlow betting and his you know, coming. So they finished first last the top. year. Yeah, they finished the top last year. I think, I think they'll be thereabouts again. Yep. I've got Geelong third. Yeah. <coughs> Once again. I don't really want Geelong to be third, but I just think they're going to be good again this year. They, Dangerfield and Selwood together is a good combination. They've had another year together. They've moved Harry Taylor forward to try and help out because they obviously they lost Kirsten. Kind of they tried to use that second role. He's gone to Frio. He wasn't that great anyway, no. but he was at least he was a body there. Now they've moved Harry Taylor forward. They obviously having Henderson means that they can afford to do that because he's playing back. Yeah, if it Zach, doesn't Zach work, Tui off the halfback. Yeah, oh, Zach Tui is going to be a good addition. And so I think he'll he'll help them. So I think even though I think they finished second last year, yeah. I think they're going to finish third, but be better than they were last year. Yeah, I mean it's going to be overall. Close. Uh, I've got the Bulldogs finishing fourth. Uh, they won the premiership last year. I don't think they they'll win it again this year, but we'll we'll get to that later on. But uh, obviously they were really good last year. They're young. So there's no reason why they shouldn't be. I mean, they didn't finish. What did they finish last year? Seventh or something? Yeah, seventh. Yeah. So I think they'll be better as a team, but I don't think they'll win everything because I think teams are going to probably have worked them out a little bit more by now. Um, so they might have changed. Having Travis Cloak and Stuart Cramery back as well from the Essendon thing. I mean, is that's going to change in, them. It's it's up in the air, definitely. Like they, it's it, gonna could, change it could add massively. nothing, or it could add something really good to their to their team. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, the a bit um, of an unknown for them. But it's it's going to change them. Whatever the case is, going to change. Especially, specifically Cloak because he's a traditional kind of centre half forward player. He played pretty well in the one of their JLT games I watched. He was marking the ball well, kicking well for goal. <clears throat> but yeah, I think they'll be they'll be good this year. I don't think they'll win, but I think they'll finish top four, and I've got them in fourth. So I've got West Coast fifth. Probably unlucky. Probably maybe a bit of Frio bias that I've had. It's probably a bit low, but at the same time. It was hard doing this because everything you looked at, it's like, well, who would I swap them with? Like, who would yeah, I take well, I mean, out? Who's not top four instead of them? So I think they'll be right. It could be them or the Bulldogs will be fourth, I think. Where did the West Coast finish, I think, fifth last year? Six? Uh, six. I mean, you look at last six, year sorry. and there's, there's... Yeah. So West Coast on last year, seven to one. they lose Nat Nui, which is a big loss. They gain Mitchell, which is a, a solid gain. Petrie's not going to add anything, I don't <sighs> Petrie. think. Petrie is filling a gap. I think 
Bargy I think it was done. harsh last year in North Melbourne when they got rid of him, but I think it was the right call. I think he's pretty well done. He'll fill a role for West Coast, but I think he's probably going to struggle at Subiaco a little bit with the length of the ground. Um, but yeah, so I think they'll finish fifth. I've got Adelaide sixth. Once again, it's going to be really close from that. I think GWS will be runaway first, but I, reckon, I think the rest is going to be pretty close from about two to seven. So I've got Adelaide there in sixth. I've got Hawthorne seventh. I'm not sure about Hawthorne though because they're really difficult to judge because they lost Mitchell and Lewis who are two of their best still but they gain O'Meara who we're probably not sure about they gain Tom Mitchell who's a solid a solid player he's going to give you at least you know you probably say he pretty much cancels out he cancels out Jordan Lewis basically they're probably going to be giving a similar amount but the big one is they gain Roughhead back so, you know, how good will he be? How much difference will he make potentially? And they still got a lot of good young players like Gunston, Bruce, Isaac Smith. They lose Brad Hill as well, which could hurt them. And it'd be a big question for Billy Hartung if he can well, that's really step like, up. Uh, O'Meara and, uh, and Mitchell are probably a little bit more like closer to the contest. Yeah, they're inside kind of mids. But I mean, um, if you Mitchell and Lewis were inside mids as well. Even though both of them are great finishers on the outside, they were not fast. Just um, like Isaac Smith and players like that. The, the question to me is probably going to be the older guy, like Hodge, Burgoyne, Gibson, mainly probably those three. How good well, I mean, can they still be? Can they still contribute? Hodgy. Like Hodge has been, Hodge Hodgy. struggled a little bit last year, even though I absolutely love Hodgy. But Hodgy. I think it'd be interesting. I hope he has a great year. Obviously, he had that, he's going to miss round one through suspension from missing a training session or whatever it was. But, uh, yeah, I, I've got them seventh anyway. And, and I put eight, rounding out the eight. I put Freeman late because oh, I'm just biased. Oh I reckon <laughs> fantasy land. I reckon they're going to sneak in. I think they're going to so, shock so the world. So who have you omitted from the eight by putting Freeman? I, I, I just let me talk about Freo. I think they're going to. I think there'll be a legitimate okay. chance. Now I don't think they're going to be a landslide eight. I think eighth is probably going to come down to percentage this yeah. year. But I reckon they could do. I think their their forward line's pretty unconventional, and obviously Ballantyne being out for the first half of the season is going to hurt them a little bit. But they got guys like Crozier and stuff that can fill in but I think when you look at them having uh, McCarthy down there it'll be yeah, the second will probably be like Tabernar, Kirsten whoever they're going to be a guy that can fill a role maybe one of them can get like 20 so goals they're the all they need. 16 to 8 yeah well I think last year they obviously did I mean it's, it's the only, they've axed the only, a few guys you have the same 8 just except for so you kick North Melbourne and put Fremantle in yeah from last year North Melbourne I just think they're going to I think they're going to drop big time this year that's my prediction but yeah, Freo, I think their back line's really solid. If you look at their back line, and if everyone... Their health is a big question mark for every team, but especially Freo. Sandlins and Johnson are pivotal. But if they turf out Zach Dawson and replace him with Hamling, they got Sam Collins, they got Griffin Lowe, who's a solid uh, first-round pick. Who could play? They've got Ibbotson there. Lockie Wellers moved to a halfback kind of role. <clears throat> they got Lee Spur. They got a lot of solid... <clears throat> excuse me. A lot of solid... Defenders, I think their back six is pretty good. Even their back seven, they're rotating through there. And their midfield is really strong. Adding Brad Hill's going <clears> to <throat> really allow Stephen Hill to play inside and outside. Daniel Pierce, I think, is on his last legs. But he still can play a role. He gets a lot of inside 50s. And obviously, they've got five Sandlins, Mundy, Lockie Neal. I think they could be good. And I think they're going to be a lot of expectations last year, you this year. they're going to be eight. But we'll see. We've got this on recording, so we can go back and, and analyse at the end of the year anyway. <laughs> Unlucky, I've got I mean, obvious the obvious two, and they're playing each other this week, is St Kilda and Melbourne. I think Melbourne's better than St Kilda. 
Whoa. of the two of them. I think Whoa. Melbourne's better. Thank I think, you. No. I think Melbourne's got good depth. I don't agree. I think Melbourne's got good mids. I think adding Lewis, it's the right time to add someone like Lewis, an experienced leader who's going to help them through those like close games where they have maybe they've struggled in the past and like teams like Richmond sort of struggle with. But yeah, I think either of those two are a very good chance to make the eight. Yeah. If I had to, if like yeah, I had to take Fremantle out, I would probably put Melbourne in. Uh, and in saying that, if I had to put Melbourne in or one of those two teams in, I'd it'd be hard. I probably would maybe take Hawthorne out. But I don't know Hawthorne. It's hard to you don't really like to write off champion teams. But last, I mean, they got knocked out pretty easily last year. Hawthorne's success is still riding. Yeah, right, riding so on the backs of the veterans. Yeah, they went out straight. Yeah, they lost sets, to Geelong they, and then lost to. And they're bringing in two guys. Oh, Bulldogs. I mean, Tom Mitchell's played finals, but Jaeger and Mira hasn't basically played for two years, and they've got obviously anyone in the AFL has less big game experience than like Sam Mitchell or so. So. I mean, I just think I think they'll they're setting themselves up to kind of in two years' time be back right near the top, but I think this year could be a bit of a struggle. But that's that's my eight anyway. So okay, Dico, so you want to do eight? yours? Yep. yep. Okay, my eight. number one, GWS. Tick, we got the same. Same as me. Yep. Number two, Eagles. So we're a little bit varying on there. I think Eagles will. I think the only question marks there, Rupp. But around the ground, I think they have everything, honestly. Um, three have Geelong. Four, Sydney. Five, this is kind of... This, I put Hawthorne there just because well, I just think they'll do all right. Did my argument make you question that? No, I mean, they, I've, I've, I question Hawthorne staying up there, but they always seem to stay up there. I just think... I don't know, with Ruppy back. They lost a couple. They got O'Meara. I think they'll just stick around that. I, I honestly think post-case. probably from about three to about 13, 14. They always win close games. The only reason they made top four last year is the four or five games that they just purely out-clutched the other team. That was exactly. Um, Six, I have... I'm not sure about six. Six, I have Adelaide. I don't think they're going to... They'll be around the same as... Oh, we did too. Look at that. There's a few of the same. Um, Made Geelong three as well. Three of the same. Um, Seven, I have St. Kilda. I think St. Kilda are going to move right up. And... Eight, I have Melbourne. Okay. So the big ones I don't have. I have Western Bulldogs at nine. Have oh. them pushing out the, the eight. I don't think they're going to make the eight. I don't think they're even going to be... Oh. Mate, I think it was a fluke win. They're not, they're not going to they're not gonna make the eight. They're going to... If anything, they're going to drop lower than nine. They're, they're going to have such on. high confidence. They're going to pull a hawk. They got on. the bond. I, just don't, I don't think... Saint, they're going to still want to do it for Bob Murphy. St. Kilda is... I think St. Kilda... I think you underrate them. I think they will definitely move into the eight. Melbourne will be ticky touchwood. So, but honestly, I think from probably about you know looking from six to say thirteen, it'll be like you know it'll pretty much be percentage. Because uh, outside of that, I have Gold Coast will move up this year ten. Yeah, I agree. They'll probably go up. A and bit. then I put Essendon at eleven. Then I put Richmond at twelve. But I mean, well, who knows? They could be lower. They should be lower than that probably. I'll probably put Fremantle twelve. Richmond 13, Port 14, 15 Kangas, 16 Collingwood, 17 Carlton, 18 Brisbane. Okay, well, you've given us your... Well, you to, well, who are your you've bottom, given us your, who your bottom two. We'll do that in a minute. Who are your bottom two? We'll do that in a minute. Who are your bottom two? I'd, I'd say Brisbane and Carlton as well. There you go. Fuck, we're on, we're on, we're on point with But everything. I would have Carlton bottom. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd have Brisbane bottom. It'd be close though. It really depends on what happens probably early in the year. 
when they're fresh. Oh, late like, in the year, they both struggle. Agree with me, so. But I mean, oh, we'll see. Jeez, man. I would admit reputable of sources on the Mate, St Kilda has it covered, bro. On the St Kilda front, I would admit of all the teams in the AFL, I'd say probably St Kilda, Brisbane, and Gold Coast would be the three teams that I know their list the least. I probably see the least yeah. of their games and yeah. don't know. Like I know, I know St Kilda what they were like last year. I know their game style, but individual players, I probably I know probably more Melbourne players. That's probably jacks, why I trust them. Yeah, so yeah. Melbourne. Uh, St Kilda are really good They're a good forward line I don't know their defence It's probably the only thing I don't know Well Alright Croft Alright um, So pretty similar In terms of the teams okay, That make up this down. Yep. Our top eights Number one uh, GWS Oh they were all on GWS I mean, bandwagon You the only the only thing the only concern I have about them Is that they kind of do What they did last year again And I think they got a little bit Too You know Full of themselves, I think they got a little bit cocky, and I think they, they could have gone further. I they reckon they could. I mean, they all they do is beat Bulldogs, but wasn't it? I mean, they would have won, I reckon. Uh, number two, Sydney. Uh, three Bulldogs. I don't think they're going to be out of the eight. See, they part of the reason why they dropped to seventh in the first place was because they had injury injuries throughout the whole season, and they got through. Like every time you thought they got an injury that would do it. Through their season, yeah, they kept going. You said it was a fluke, so. But if it's, they're it's healthy, not like everything went right for them. If they're year. healthy this season, I reckon they're up there again. We will see. The biggest prediction uh, for Geelong. Yeah, close. Yeah, Brad Johnson over here. Uh, five West Coast. Oh, it pains. And him those to say I can swap. It, it does. It does. I'm very biased against West Coast, but I could potentially see the Geelong West Coast being alternated in that yeah. top eight as well. Um. Six Hawthorne. Yeah. Uh, seven Adelaide. And eight St Kilda. Ah, oh, you've got the Saints in there. Nice, nice. And that was a, that was another one that was I think I could alternate Melbourne St Kilda as well. Yeah, like we yeah, had that conversation. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Fuck, we're all we're all pretty on point here. Pretty similar. Which is to be probably expected because you know, we're, a re- we're, a re- all, we're all pretty much have- all the same with the top four, except I don't have Bulldogs and I have we all have GW. Oh no, I have Eagles. You don't have Eagles, so none of you have Eagles. What top four? So I have the Eagles out. Why well, have them potentially top four? I have they the could swap in there. And they could swap the Geelong, the Bulldogs. In but there. I mean, that's the hard thing about this is that yeah, the the fifth to like almost you know, tenth, twelfth even could be any of those, and it yeah. could come down to percentage. And it's been trending that way over the past decade almost that that middle that middle of the ladder gets so competitive yeah. and it's now even filtering through to the top four even like so like you're one to you're one to six you're oh, one to eight it? your whole one last to eight was like the any most of alive a ladder well, one to three late. we're all on 68 last year and then you go four to six all the same points and then you had bulldogs and then you had the big drop off <laughs> where it went to north it's getting to that point where anybody i mean it's always kind of been like that but it seems to be a lot more so now that anybody on their game yeah. can beat any of the top teams yeah so yeah, to be expected, pretty similar. Obviously, all we have to go on is last year's form, what we've seen in the preseason, and you know, sort of expected growth from younger teams and decline from older teams. And it's it's hard to judge because the Hawthorns the one that seems the most likely to drop in terms of age wise, but they've been a resilient group. And you look at Geelong, they're a team that expected to drop off for a long period of time, and they they kind of stuck around. Now they've rejuvenated very quickly, so it's hard to 
If you Hard go to by, judge the nuances. If you go by betting, uh, so Hawthorne, Geelong, and Eagles are all on the same at eleven dollars. Please bet responsibly. But ahead of them, are, so favourites is what we said: GWS. Then you got Sydney and Bulldogs on the same six dollars yeah. fifty. So and then drop off. There. And after the first five rounds of the season, it'll probably be different. There'll be someone that's one of their games, and or someone will beat someone unexpected and be an early favourite. It always happens if. If the Eagles have a big round one win, then people will be saying, "Oh, we haven't go. really taken draw uh, like the um, draws into no, yeah, yeah we haven't, we haven't gotten either. Reese's Spooners yet. Bottom well, two, we got it. We oh yeah, well we did ours, didn't we? So yeah, um, I hadn't really given it much thought. I think Brisbane will be down there, and I don't know, just because I'm a Carlton fan, I can't possibly put them bottom two. <laughs> so I'm thinking, I'm thinking North Melbourne might be down there, or Port Adelaide. Yeah, it's hard. A lot of pressure on Port Adelaide this year. Perform. Anyways, we move on. We have to. So we've done Wooden Spoon. We've done Top Eight. Right, yeah, okay. So Premier. This will probably be a quick one. Win Premiership. Yeah, yeah, oh, Premier. Premier. Um, yeah. Mark McGowan. Well, the team that's the Premier, the team that wins the Mark Premiership. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Poor Barney. Come on, go on. Well, I think GWS. Well, we have to also GWS. GWS is the obvious. One, like surely. But you never know. That's the good thing about AFL footy is it's one game on one day. So in the NBA, for example, it's even though it probably still doesn't happen 100% of the time, but the, the best team usually always wins because they have a seven-game series. So you've really got to you got to beat a team four times. In the AFL, you've just got to be better on the day. And it wouldn't... It's happened plenty. Like in 2008, Hawthorne wasn't the best team that year, but they beat Geelong. Geelong were dominant that year. Brisbane beat Essendon in a really dominant era when it, to start off their own dominant era. You know, it's happened before. But yep. I think GWS will probably... Given they made the prelim last year, so they've got some experience and they've felt that sort of coming that close sort of thing, I think they'll probably... I'm on a GWS Eagles grand final. If they're against Sydney, it could be interesting because Sydney lost last year and, you know, that the whole the pain from the year before like when Freire came up against Hawthorne in the grand final and they got beat by Sydney yeah, and I think that really motivated them more Yeah, they had that extra like we lost it last year we were that close so they were really fired up I think any other team I think if West Coast had got into the grand final instead I think Freire would have probably won that year but that's another story but yeah I think but GWS unless, and Sydney looks like the likely opponent but yeah I think I'd say GWS yeah I'm, I'm with GWS yeah I yeah like uh, yeah. you raise you raise the good points that it could be anybody, and obviously now with Bulldogs coming from seventh, I mean they can you know it, yeah finishing on top doesn't guarantee anything. Yeah, and if you have all the momentum going in, like and that's what that's what Bulldogs won last year is that they just kind of rolled with the momentum. And I thought after the um you know before I thought that they they wouldn't have anything left in the tank on that grand final day, and they just kept rolling. So you know you can't really count yeah. anybody out anymore. Um, but yeah, GWS look like their 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 trajectory is just kind of. I mean, a little bit of a stumble last year when they should have yeah. probably got through. But yeah, Stevie J still playing? Yeah, he played on. You almost don't want them to win because you feel like when they do win, it's just opening the well, floodgates for just a series it, like repeat the reason, wins. The reason why I don't want it is, uh, uh, yeah, that's that's one reason that I think that if when they start winning, they're going to be winning for a long time. <laughs> but the other thing is, is that it feels so uh, fabricated. That everything that's happening for GWS feels it's like, like the, anti AF, the AFL did it. Like it's not, it's it is it's definitely the, it's, the anti, it's the anti it's the anti bulldogs. 
Where Sydney, if they don't want to watch AFL, they don't want to watch AFL. Yeah. See, Bulldogs won their won their grand final through like passion, and they worked really hard. And it seems like when GWS win it, it's going to be because the AFL kind of said, you know, we're going to make this be good. Yeah. We're going to we're going to try and force into this market that we don't. That at we, the same time, we got to move on. But at the same time, it's still been good management by them because Gold Coast had the same opportunities as them, and they've really struggled. Obviously, injuries has been a part of it, but it's not. Even without injuries, would they be second on the ladder behind GWS this year? I don't. I, don't I mean, know, I, I'd like to see. I'd like to see that. I mean, obviously, it's with with Gold Coast. I guess yeah, the Gold yeah. Coast they're not the same kind of thing as GWS, where they have their own little like fucking Westworld thing, the little environment where they're all in a little neighbourhood, and you know they don't have that, do they? GWS they got an advantage because they were smarter with their opposition players that they recruited. Gold Coast yeah. went old. Yeah. They went. They didn't think. Let's get guys who are going to be in their prime still they had the same advantage they didn't make they they made dumb decisions I think with guys that signed but we'll move on um, or they had a shit coach like God, everyone hated well, Guy McKenna yeah so we'll look at uh, Brownlow so I went first top 8 so we'll start the opposite we'll let Croft go first Brownlow so you're who you think is going to win who you think's going to do like come up in the ranks I, I can already I'd Reckon I could just about bet my life on who who you think gonna think's gonna be close that wasn't there last year, and uh, yeah, who you think who you think's gonna um, win? All right, so like winner, um, Dangerfield's gonna be up there again, I think. Um, will he go back to back? Hard to say. Um, Fife's gonna be up there. I can't. I, I mean, I really can't pick my winner. Well, I'll, say have to. <laughs> I'll, I'll say to. I'll say it. I'll say Fife. I'll say Fife. Okay. Uh, injuries, obviously. Yeah, that's a factor. Normally, a factor, a win, but normally a factor in a more anybody. winning team, and you don't have a free man from the top eight. So, um, call by call. Prittis won the Brownlow, and West Coast won very little games. I think it actually helped him when they were so bad. I think Dustin Martin might be a chance because mm. I, obvi- I honestly didn't think he would do that good last season, and obviously he gets votes. He does. So, um, he's going to. Contract year. Um, and then obviously you're. Uh, um, I, I mean, who, so, who, so I want to know who. From, so you picked five. He's picked five. Okay. Who from GWS would stand out? Is it Dylan Scully, Shield. Dylan yeah. Shield? Dylan Shield would be yeah. the one from Because um, if we're picking them for the Premiership, obviously they're going to have a player who, well, hopefully, going to have a player that's up there. Um, now I'll just check on the what it was last year. Go on. And obviously, I think uh, Patrick Cripps from Carlton. Which was the obvious one that Colo was talking about, um, but I mean he he is he's he's gonna he's obviously gonna. Uh, I think he got a few votes last year. He, he did. does attract he votes. Did as well, he's so. the kind of player that gets that gets votes. But again, the whole if you go by your winning games argument, he'd probably struggle. But I think he'd probably he'd be the best at Carlton unless, which I hope this happens, unless Mark Murphy has a really good return. Well, this year. Mark, I hope Mark he does. Murphy looked looked pretty good in the. Even though he's soft as butter. In the, he is soft as butter. I can't believe it's not butter. I can't believe it's not butter. In the in the, the JLT, believe it, but he is. In the JLT, he sliced the knife through him. He looked he, he looked pretty good. Like he didn't look like he was like going hundred percent, and he was mm. still racking up. That's what he looks like all the time. He was still racking up like you know kind of twenty five plus touches. Okay. Um. So yeah. All right, Dico. Um. I have number one. Just mark down. Croft's got he's got five, five winner, and he's got Cripps as big improver. Winner and Crips big and crew. Okay, I have. Oh, I think Crips. Guess can you can you okay? 
I have winning the Brownlow medal, Sam Mitchell. Okay. Yep. He um, already won one this year. Oh no, it's going to win two <laughs> in a year. First person to do it. <laughs> I honestly, I honestly, I I think he he will just hold votes just for some weird reason. Okay. Although, although why, it, why it's kind of hard more? though because he will have people like Prittis taking votes off him. Yeah. Why would he poll more than he polled last year? Just because different team, new team. How many did he poll last? Oh, this is only top ten. Because he let me and Croft down in one of our. He, we would run a did. lot of money if he finished in top five. Um, oh, he'd just be rejuvenated, new team. He'll play every game. Oh, that's it. So it's a well. Okay, I should say that's a roughy. That's a roughy. Okay. Roughy for winning. Um, if I wasn't going him, I would go. I'd probably go Dangerfield, okay. and up and comer. Well, he's already up there, but I'd put Zach Merritt. Zach Merritt. Yeah. Okay. He came ninth last year. All right. Uh, it's a gun. It's a gun. You guys don't watch enough this. It's a gun. Okay. That's a team we haven't touched on now. We, how do we think? Yeah. Yeah, I had touched them. I had them as 11th. I think they'll finish. But I had 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, all same kind of thing. I think 10th to 14th would be fair for them. I can't see that many players coming in not after having not played. Up, yeah. They'll be better, but yeah. Okay, so my tip for the brown low, obviously I'm going to say Fife. What do you mean, obviously? And to be honest, I've been seeing some things lately in like, the captain's day. None of the captains tipped Fife to win the Brownlow this year. Most picked Dangerfield, a few picked some. I think Dylan Shield got a couple picks. None of them thought Fife. I mean, two years ago, he absolutely dominated. And it was, even when it, when it got to Brownlow night that season, I thought he won it. I remember him having a good year. But then they had like a tribute where they played his the games he got three in. And it reminded me, he was freakishly dominant he was destroying teams and he beat Dangerfield when they play. they're going to be one on one round one which will be the exciting thing Dangerfield versus Fife so that'll be a good indication but I think if he's healthy I just think Dangerfield's a great player and he'll be very clear if, he, if he's healthy I think Dangerfield Fife and Ablett I think it could be a three way tie this year if Ablett's healthy as well because I still think he's great but I just think Fife's a little bit better in the air I think he's going to kick a lot of goals this year I reckon he'll kick 30 goals this year I think if Fremantle do well, five. even if they don't, I think he'll kick thirty goals at least this year. Last year he kicked nine goals in three games. He started off, got like three. He he, he got six votes in three games as well. So yeah. he's it's proven track record. I think so with Dangerfield as well. I think they're slowly putting a better team around. Obviously Geelong were really good last year, but where I think Geelong fail or in the last couple of years has been with the depth. So. They had they have got really great players in you know your Tom Hawkins and your Selwoods so and Dangerfields and that but then they drop off a little and I think they had a lot of young players who couldn't quite take that extra step to be in a Premiership side and I think now they're trying to kind of filter through yeah. different players and try out different players so they're getting in their Zach Tuies and their Lockie Henderson so I'm not saying a Premiership players but they're trying to filter these players through and see who's up to it so I think they're starting to bring better players around the core so I'm thinking you uh, you might find. There uh, are that those the vote, players. That the votes will spread out a little bit more around Dangerfield. No. There are those we've players got to, we've to got to votes, though. We've got to keep moving. Like Sam Mitchell. Because we're heading over time. Yeah. So I've got Fife winning. Um, bow, bow. Up and coming player, I probably would say... Zach Merritt. Do it, mate. Jack it. Viney from Melbourne. Oh, that's not a bad pick. He's captain this year, and I think Melbourne's going to be better. I think Lewis will probably help him. I, think I, want, so. Nate, I want Nathan Jones to win a Brownlee. Right. Let's do our Why tips not? for this. We don't have any more time for random discussion. Tips. It's time. 
tips for this round. So I'll go first. Okay, first. No, we'll, we'll go round the table. Okay. okay. Thursday night, we have Carlton versus Richmond. Who's your tips? Richmond. Um, I will do a roughie and say Carlton. I'm going to say Carlton as well because I'm not biased. Margins? <laughs> I, I, forty-five. I picked Richmond by 28 points. I don't think it'll be a blowout, but I just think they've got a bit, bit enough star power. I'm going to pick it. I'm going to pick... What? I reckon okay. Dustin Martin's going to have 40 and three goals. I see you have to do an exact margin on this. I'm doing the tipping on this uh, tipping website at the moment. Okay, yep. So, round two. I mean, round two. <laughs> game Damn. two, Friday night. We've got Collingwood versus Western Bulldogs. Collingwood paying $2.75. Western Bulldogs paying $1.45. Bulldogs for me. Bulldogs for me. I think it'd probably be a blowout. Yep. Yeah, Bulldogs. Yep, and then Bucks will be under pressure. Third okay, pick. Saturday we have a... Four games. Oh, First game. We're going to differ on this one. Melbourne for me. I already said I think Melbourne's Melbourne versus St Kilda. Kilda. Okay, I'm going St Kilda. Who are a dollar eighty one favourite? Who are you going, Craw? Yeah, St Kilda. Yep. The next game, Sydney. Team, next game, Sydney versus Port Adelaide in Sydney. Sydney dollar twenty five favourites. Yeah, Sydney. Sydney. I think again. Sydney. I think it'll be an absolute smashing. I think Ken Hinckley will be heading the noose on the front page of the paper in Adelaide the next yeah, day. I think you're right. Next game, Gold Coast at home, hosting Brisbane Lions. Gold Coast, $1.35 favourites. Gold Coast for mine. Gary Ablett's kick five. Same for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gold yeah, Coast. Three votes, Gary Ablett. Three <laughs> votes, Jay Okay, Ablett. the next one. Essendon at home, hosting Hawthorne. Hawthorne are $1.53 favourites. Yeah. Hawthorne, I think it'll be an emotional win. Uh, Ruffy. Jordan Roughhead kicking a few goals. Yep. Yep, Hawthorne. Okay, Sunday, we have a triple header. West Coast versus Melbourne, and it's at North Melbourne home. North Eagles $1.42 favourite. Yeah, West Coast will beat North Melbourne. <laughs> Melbourne. You said Did Melbourne. I say Melbourne? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Northy. Uh, next game, Adelaide at home, hosting the GWS Giants. Tough one here. I had a tough time picking this one because I think Adelaide's forward line's really good. Mm. Uh, and GWS's back line's probably one of the areas that's not as strong, but I still think GWS will beat them. This is where I'm going to gain it tip here I'm going to pick Adelaide you're going to pick Adelaide okay. gonna pick I was, I was thinking as well it's at Adelaide Oval um, it's close it's $2.30 Adelaide $1.62 it's not an easy US. pick probably it's the hardest one around it's not I, I reckon I'm going to go Adelaide yep okay and the last game of the round at home Fremantle hosting Geelong Geelong $1.47 favourites Fremantle currently paying at $2.70 I, I tipped Frio I tipped with my heart unashamedly but also it's at home and they've got a pretty good record against Geelong they've had a few in recent years as well and even last year when they were absolutely crap they had a really good game at home against Geelong where Michael Barlow ran totally right Ooh. as the wind just tears the house down Ooh. so I, I think I've tipped Frio in a, I think it's, you're not going to have Michael Barlow to run right I'm I know, sure, I know, you know but we've got <laughs> other guys but I think it'll be really close I think it'll be within two goals for Frio if Geelong win I don't know but I, I'm, I, I'm tipping Geelong can we I'd estimate that I'm just trying to see what the uh, top, top tipsters yeah, I'm going to tip Geelong. Oh, I haven't done it yet. Hold on. I was going to see what the top tips is like Dennis Cometti have picked this week. <laughs> All right, um, so that's... Okay, that's our tips for the round. That's our tips for the round, and that's going to do us. That's going to wrap the show up for our round one preview. We'll be back next week with a probably a more streamlined show. Some new Instead of the uh, pre-season... Get down to a proper format. Instead of the pre-season show, we'll have another different segment on there, but we'll start refining. Plenty but of more get some questions from the fans. Cause yeah, and we'll have some new stuff to talk about. Yeah, Hopefully sure some we'll more players no, get in fights or start DJing at, at yeah. weird clubs. I don't know. Right, plenty that's plenty of bias to come as okay, well. Okay, that's all for Yeah Now Look. See you, boys. Peace. See ya. Yeah. Hello.